The time is here and we are at the midterm elections. We are officially a few days away from the midterm elections on November the 8th. If you're listening to this on a podcast, well, lucky for you, we are right there at the election day. But listen here. The biggest thing that I want to cover today is another current event review as we go over the election and what that means for you. Now, today's episode is not to tell you which party you should be affiliated with, which party is better than the other. What I want to look at today is from a personal finance position and what you can expect based off the outcome of the midterm elections. That's really the part that I want to focus on. And I hope that you enjoy this week's current reaction. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. How's it going? Hopefully everyone is having a great weekend. I know that I am having a great weekend. Uh, it this is this has been uh, quite an adventure uh but it, you know it, if you've been keeping up with the the show at all for any amount of time you know that i've been engaged well we finally tied the knot we finally got married uh so the wedding is in the past uh, it's all everything's official uh no more fiancés just wives will be talked about from now on and we do have an episode coming up where i i want to get her on and just talk about marriage and finances I know that's something that is is a challenge for so many people. So I look forward to having that conversation with her and getting the opportunity to really dive into that uh, with you as listeners. So maybe we can we can talk about some of the things that you could possibly use in your own lives. Well, if you've caught this on YouTube or Facebook, I want you to take just a moment, hit that subscribe button and get notified of all the new episodes as they're coming out. Facebook, like, share, uh, like the page, all that kind of good stuff. If you are on a podcast platform of your choice, please go ahead and hit the like button and share this with as many listeners as possible. If you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, both of those do give you the option to give written comments to subscribe to the channel, to like the podcast. Uh, Apple gives you a chance to five-star review that thing. So go ahead and slap the five-star. Truly, truly be beneficial. So like I said, the wedding is over. It's it's time to to move on to the next chapter, but uh, I couldn't couldn't be happier with how everything went. All of that uh, went great. Uh, so for for all of those those, those great listeners have been listening for a while, you've probably heard many references. And now we can officially say that I am married uh, to a wonderful wife, and and it's it's totally a, a good weekend for us uh, coming up. So right after, and I, I have to say, I have to say that uh, the whole wedding was supposed to be outdoors, um, and it, it is funny. Well, when we booked the venue months ago. I looked at the weather just as, you know, this this really far out prediction, right? Uh, I looked at the weather and it said rain. This was in January. Uh, well, let me tell you that it rained and it rained all day. So we moved the wedding inside. Thank goodness we did have a plan B for that. Uh, but I thought it was, like, it was like, you know, so many people, like we don't even really believe the weather forecast a week out, much less months and months and months out right but it was totally spot on when it said it was going to rain on november 
the fourth. So that was a, a, a big deal. It just happened to also be the dog's birthday, which was, you know, just made it even more interesting of a day. But I appreciate everyone tuning in today. I want to cover something uh, that's very important, right? It's totally one of the most important things that you can do for the country. Um, and I say that I say that wholeheartedly from a sense that, you know, we hear so much that we, we've moved into a very polarized, a very polarized society uh, that we have we have really over over the past, um, I don't know, uh, roughly eight to 10 years. We've kind of becoming more and more polarized in a sense of 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 picking sides. Right. Like you almost have to pick a side. Um, and then it, it's almost like this, like brave heart battle battleground where one side's completely facing off against the other. Uh, and so when I say that, that this is an important time, what I'm really discussing is the simple fact that this is, you know, we, we, every, you know, hear everyone complaining, you have everyone having an opinion, you hear everyone talking about so many things. This is the one time where you actually can do something about it. And that's kind of the reason for this episode today is I don't want to, I I told you in the intro, this isn't about me telling you who to vote for. I'm not even going to talk about candidates. This isn't about me telling you which party's better than the other. I'm not even going to talk about parties. This isn't about me bashing any party or anything that any party is trying to do. I'm not even going to talk specifics on a lot of the things that are at the forefront of this midterm election. But what I do want to talk about are some of those things that you can start to look for, because one of the most important parts of having this simple, you know, right as as a citizen, as an American citizen, uh, this is a time for you to make make a decision, right? You have to make a decision. And with that decision comes the opportunity to say, I voted, uh, I did my part, and that's the best that I can do right like we we live in a society that that that's what we do we vote and and that's that's how we choose to put in charge who we want to put in charge and we're putting them in charge on the basis that they have the philosophy they have the the plan or or a plan that we we like or they the outcome they want for the country is is in line with what we look for in the country right so that's kind of where i want to i want to discuss this today I want to really dive into sort of what has transpired over over, over you know the past couple of, uh, of years really um, and, and has turned into this like you know nothing from the opposite party and, and opposite could be whoever you want to to claim as who you're affiliated with right um, whatever party that is this opposite of you everything they do isn't bad and I want to say that first everything that that every single party does is not bad and every single whatever party you're affiliated with everything that they do is not is not good right when we look at it from from society's aspect but what i want to talk about is how you can approach this election and how you can look at certain things and 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 what you can expect based off of the midterm election right and the whole basis is going to be around personal finances Everything I discussed today is going to be around your personal finances, and that's what I want to focus on. So I did find an article, and this is where I kind of wanted to start. I found an article that talked about this was a survey, and uh, this was put out the the survey or the the website that it was put out on was Bankrate, 
But the survey said 43% of Americans say their finances are worse now than when Biden was elected, right? Now, why do I bring this up? Because I said I wasn't going to talk about parties, right? I'm not talking about anything. What I want to talk about is that, and why this was an important topic or important article to bring up, was the fact that 43% saying their finances are worse now than when Biden was elected shows that finances are at the forefront of people's minds, right? I'm not talking about the parties. I'm not talking about what they're doing. I'm not talking about the plans that they have. I'm talking about Americans, 43% say their finances are worse now than when the, the president was elected. And that shows how important personal finances is to, to the average person, right? Like we want to care about our personal finances. We want to, to be in a good financial situation. Now, what's some of the things that, that sort of hit that, right? What sort of the things that has created this piece of, of, uh, of a survey that says, you know, a lot of people are, not, are, are much worse off than they were uh, two years ago, right? Like that's what we're really looking for. Well, soaring inflation, rising interest rate, these these kind of lingering impacts of coronavirus and, and what that pandemic looked like. Um, Americans are, are, are really starting to, to struggle financially with sort of how all of this stuff is playing out. And that's the part that we, we have to really dive into because when we talk about who who to vote for, when we talk about who I should be thinking about about voting for, where you should start is where are you struggling financially and how can someone help you to get to where you want to be? Now, here's the part that I, I want to challenge you with. When I challenge you, I want you to think about this from a, a mindset that where you're at today is not where you're going to be 10 years from now. That's the part that I want you to think about. I want you to think about, okay, right now I'm struggling with student loan debt, right? So many Americans are struggling with student loan debt. So what I want to say is where you're struggling right now, if student loans get paid off or, or if you got some type of forgiveness for a student loan, how does that look? I've done an episode on it. I've done an episode that shows you that when a student loan is forgiven, the taxpayer still pays. So you still pay for your, your student loan. It's just paid for what? Through your taxes, right? Through your personal taxes, you pay for student loans. So don't look at things when you're looking at whatever candidate that you're trying to evaluate. Don't look at it from a sense of where you're at right now. Well, I could be in a better position if my if I didn't have the student loan bill. Right. But what happens five years from now when student loans are now paid off or 10 years from now when student loans are paid off and we have higher income tax because we're having to pay for all those student loans, you included. Even when yours are paid off, you'll keep paying for everyone else's because of the taxes that, that came with it. We're going to be potentially talking inflation again at that point because we're going to have another type of inflationary period if, if just people are not having as much money uh, and and they're, they're still struggling, um, you'll start to see you know those people that, that, that may have gotten out of a position or moved on you could see another really high uh, increase in demand and very low supply and, and put us right back into the same position that we're at now 
But I want to just tell you that that where you look at it and how you evaluate, it should be on the basis of what do you really get behind? What do you really want financially for this country? And that's how you evaluate it. Don't just look for yourself. Don't say, well, this is what's best for me right now. Sure. Make sure, though, when that's best for you, that you think about your 10 10 years from now self as well. Is that what's best for them? Because if it isn't, I think you should just reevaluate where exactly you're looking at. Because you're looking at something. You want to be looking at something from a sense of this is what's good for not, not only for my budget, my monthly budget, but for my retirement plan. But for all these things that I need to help my family, you know, survive and live and grow, right? That's what we're looking for. That's what I want us to focus on. So uh, the next piece that I wanted to cover, so that kind of talks about and sets up where we're at right now. But this sort of goes into um, how inflation is is affecting things. So on the screen right here, and, and for my podcast listeners, I'm sort of going to walk through this, but. Right now, we're looking at about an 8.2% rise in, you know, the this is the CPI, right? Uh, so I've done episodes on this as well, so I'm not going to get super in-depth in it. But remember that CPI is a measurement of multiple industries into one, okay? So this isn't just a, a, a measurement that says, Oh, everything is up 8.2%. No, some items may be up 5%. Some items may be up 20%. But when you average them all out, 8.2% is what you're feeling in terms of cost increase. Now, what that truly means is that this is playing a huge role in why Americans are thinking about finances going into the midterm election. They're really focused on this inflation thing. We've talked about it. We're now living it. We all feel it. And some of us are, are, you know, maybe more prepared for it, maybe uh, are able to accommodate more for it. And, and that normally comes to the sense of if you don't have debt, right, you have the ability to flex your budget a little bit so that you can start to you can sort of take on some of these costs. Yeah, your savings rate isn't as high. You're not putting as much into retirement. All of those things are happening, but you're able to flex a little bit when someone has debt. They can't flex the same as as someone else, right? Someone that has debt has to pay those debtors and those are minimum payments that they have to pay, right? Like that's something they have to do. So what I'm getting at here is that inflation is, is causing people to really think about and really focus on finances with this midterm election. And so when you're thinking about finances and if you're if this is you that you're like well i want to see inflation under control because it is just bogging me down i'm in that 43 percent, right i'm in that half of america almost half of americans that are that are worse off in the past two years that you know uh maybe that's you and so when you're evaluating candidates when you're evaluating who you should vote for when you're evaluating policy we should be looking at how is this person going to help the, the overall inflation. How is this person going to help drop the cost for the everyday consumer? That's something else that you should look at. Now, when we start to break things down, um, we always want to blame somebody. We always want to blame someone for why your, your finances have gotten worse. We also want to look at who who's to blame for them improving, right? We want to give someone credit for them improving. But I want to tell you that that no matter who you're blaming, 
there's nothing that you can do to say to, to, to really look at and say who is actually at blame here. Uh, and I wanted to read this quote. And so let me backtrack before I get to the quote. What I'm saying is that people want to blame something because of their misfortune, where they are currently at. They need someone to blame. They need someone to say, well, that's the reason that I'm where I'm where I'm at. Right. Um, and so I want I want to challenge you to start to really dive into this election a little differently. I want to challenge you to look at it and say, you know what? I'm going to blame myself because I didn't vote last time. I didn't vote. Uh, and, and I didn't really look at candidates. I just voted for what I thought. I voted for who my parents were voting for. I voted for who my coworkers were voting for. I voted for this. I voted for that. I voted on the basis of 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 one thing, but I didn't really even consider all the all the other things that that someone w- w- was for. Right? I challenge you to look at the whole picture. I challenge you to look at every single part of who it is you're voting for in whatever position it is. And I'm talking local local elections. I'm talking state elections. I'm talking federal elections. I'm talking all the elections. But you really look at it and you pick candidates on the whole picture, not on this one little piece, not even from a personal finance piece. Maybe we're looking at someone that's doing what I need them to do from a personal finance piece, but also from this other thing, fill in the blank variable that you want to see. Because here's the quote. It says, uh, Americans with a political affiliation. So anyone that, that identifies as a certain party, they are going to blame the opposite party more likely, right? No matter who you are, you're going to, to blame the alternate party. And why is that, right? I want you to think about, this is just an example. I want you to think about someone that maybe gets under your skin, right? Like you just like everything they do, they're, they're annoying or they talk a lot or they laugh obnoxiously. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that whatever that person does, they just really get under your skin, right? They really get under your skin. So think about the time, like I, you put yourself, you, you take a step back and you look and you see someone to the left or the right that's doing the exact same thing, Right. They're doing the exact same thing, but you're not, you're not like, you're not like blaming them for why you're upset about something, right? You're kind of just like, oh, like that's, that's, you know, that's not cool or whatever, but you don't really like, like look at them differently. But when that other person that's just so annoying, when they do it, it like just, it eats you alive. Like you just cannot stand it, right? Well, that's kind of how Americans are treating political affiliations. They just blame the opposite party. It doesn't matter if their own party is doing the exact same thing or something worse. They're just going to blame the opposite party. And that's something that I, I really want you to think about. This is a quote by Mark Hemrick. He's a bank rate senior uh, economic analyst. But he said, in our highly polarized political environment and in the context of a complicated and highly dynamic economic situation, many people naturally gravitate toward assigning blame or credit to elected officials, the reality is much more complicated than that. The causes of high inflation are multifaceted, including forces stretching around the world, not confined to solely the U.S. or nation's capital. Okay, that is a quote, and 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 you know, and it's something that I want you to to really think about and really consider because you know. Regardless of who's president, right? We've made it through tough times. Like we can look at the inflation charts, we can look at all of that, and we can see we've made it through high inflationary periods, right? Now, I will tell you that this is where we're at right now is a very it's 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 one of the worst, 
inflationary periods. Okay, there's there's been some tough ones out there, uh, but this ranks up there in terms of the worst. Okay, uh, a lot of people in this world have not even lived through what we're going through now. Right, a lot of people haven't. Very few have. Right, uh, you know. So I want to I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you, and and I'm going to continue to do this. But I want to challenge you to say that this is something that that you're wanting to look into. This is something that you're not just going to put on the back burner. This is something that you're really going to to say, you know what? I'm going to really look at every single candidate that that had that that sort of has on their agenda what I want to see out of that that individual in that position. And I'm really going to dive into it. Now, am I asking you to spend thousands of research hours looking at all their background and seeing everything they've ever done? No. But I'm saying that your personal finances and being if you're in that that 50% that you're or 43%, let me be exact, um, 43% of people that are saying that their personal finances are worse in the past two years, I challenge you to really consider how you can make a difference in your personal finances during the election day. Because that is a place to start. Now, is there other things like like budgeting and, and ensuring that you're, you have a good get out of debt plan put together? Absolutely. But when we really boil it down, what we're going for is we need a, a we need policies out there. We need things in our favor that say this is going to help the country. This is going to help my neighbors and this is going to help me. Right. That's what's important. That's what's so important is to get rid of the highly polarized political environment and to focus on what's good for me, my neighbor, and the country. Okay. Now, what can you expect? The one thing I want to hit this real quick is what can you expect? Well, the great thing is that there will be an impact. So the election will have an impact on your personal finances, whether that be for good or for bad, there will be a, a, a effect. Now, what I want to make sure that you do is that you don't try to time this, right? So I don't want you to try to time whatever is going to happen. I don't want you to try to time it and be like, oh, well, I'm going to make this huge investment because I see that the market's about to take a run straight up, right? That everybody's saying the market's about to take off. I'm about to buy a ton of stock in XYZ company, right? I don't want you to do that. I want you to really focus on making sure that you can absolutely take care of you, your neighbor, and your country through voting. Don't try to time the market. Don't try to do something that is going to put you in a bad position later. Now, I say all that because the market does have a very distinct pattern of, of how things happen after midterm elections. In 17 of the last 19 midterm elections held since 1946, stocks perform better in the six months after the election than they did the six months prior. Okay. I'm saying that. So uh, what that means is that we could see a nice little rally coming out of midterm elections going into the spring. Uh, some of these uh, experts out there uh, are saying, you know, a 15 to 20% rally into the spring. If you're looking at your retirement, that could pretty much put you back to around break even before the uh, the the pull the pullback that we we've sort of gone through over the past past couple couple year uh, a year roughly um, a little bit a little bit over a year but you you can start to see some of that that gain come back um, but that's not for certain right seventeen of nineteen so there were two that didn't right 
So I want you to keep that in mind. And I want you to focus on making sure that you are being a part of this election, that you're not just sitting on the sidelines, that you are absolutely consciously putting an effort into voting this November 8th. If you haven't already voted, some people are doing mail-in ballots, uh, some whatever state you live in. Uh, some people are doing uh, different types of um, um, mail uh, election day events on, on, on how you can vote. Uh, but I challenge you to get out there and vote. Get out there and truly put in the effort. Don't just go in there and, and, and vote for a party. Don't just go in there and vote for a person. Go in there and vote on what's best for you, your neighbor, and your country. That's what I challenge you to do. Don't just be someone that sits on the sidelines and says, you know what, whatever happens, happens, and I'm just going to have to live with it. Really get out there, really focus on, on what you can do, and you will be thankful for it. So I'm telling you, November the 8th is election day. You may already be able to vote. Not certain where all that's at. Not certain of all the 50 states voting laws, but take advantage of where you are. Now, if personal finances is something that you are struggling with, and obviously half of the country almost is, maybe it's time for you to get control of your personal finances. I do serve as a financial coach, and you can head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen, and you can sign up for your free consultation. If you'll just head on over, hit the book now, get your free consultation. We can go over and see if, you, if you're currently, if your finances are worse over the past two years, maybe it's time that we, we take a little look at it and we see where we can really benefit you and get you on a good path toward your financial goals. If you do wanna give a little extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. Everything that is earned goes right back into the stream. And I truly appreciate all the things that people continue to purchase off of the store. Thank you so much for that. I want to thank you for listening to this. I love doing these current event uh, type of uh, episodes. So I appreciate you joining in and listening. Hopefully you walked away with something from this. Hopefully you walked away with just a little extra pep in your step to go in and check out some of these candidates before they're, you're just giving them your vote. Before you're just saying, you know what, I'm just going to vote because you are in XYZ party or you said XYZ thing or um, you're whatever, right? Like whatever it is that makes you, you like them. My friend told me to do it. My mom, my dad, my coworker, whatever. They told you to do it. Go out and do your own research. Go out and look at these things because your personal finances are affected by the policies that put into place. 100% how you are living your day-to-day -day life is 100% impacted by the policies that are put into place that are outside of your hands. But the people that's hands they are in are the people that you are putting into these different seats uh, and these different positions. So I truly, truly want you to get out and vote on November the 8th. Thank you so much for joining in. I truly appreciate all of my listeners. I uh, love the support. I love continuing to see you be successful with your personal finances. Until next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives. <laughs>